Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today we're going to be talking about working smarter in the gym before you work harder. Now, this is a concept that a lot of people kind of accidentally ignore just because they don't know the difference. And it's because there's this misconception out there that in order to have amazing progress in the gym, in order to achieve those elite results, you have to completely bust your ass, starve yourself, do hours of cardio, lift heavier every single day, and work as hard as you possibly can. That in itself is obviously a huge problem and completely untrue in a lot of ways. And the even bigger problem with that is because there is that misconception out there, a lot of people simply refrain from even starting their fitness journey because they truly don't think they have the time or the energy to invest that much of themselves into fitness. And that's where we see that all or nothing mentality where people are waiting for the right time to go all in. They're going to wait till Monday. Now they're going to wait till next month. They're going to wait till after the holiday season, after the kids go back to school, because they want to be able to fully invest themselves. And they think that fully investing themselves means spending hours and hours at the gym every single day, doing cardio, meal prepping for hours on end. And ultimately, although those things are key, going from zero to 100 and Digging yourself into that massive stress hole is pretty much only going to cause you a significant rebound where you're going to end up worse off than you were when you started and end up waiting another six to eight months to start again because you're mentally and physically exhausted and it's not the right time again for you to go all in, right? And that is that vicious cycle that we see people get caught in on repeat for sometimes their entire life. And unfortunately, the people who view fitness this way, typically their form in the gym is shit because again, they're looking for the quick fix. They don't want to learn the right way. They just want to go into the gym and lift heavy. Their mindset is typically trash. They're not willing to work on their limiting beliefs, work through things like self-sabotage or take the time to really figure out who they are. Their lifestyle is typically unhealthy. Things like the people they surround themselves with are often not supportive. Their habits are generally toxic. But they are hauling ass in the gym and expecting to make long-term progress. And it's just not realistic. Now, I'm not saying at all that you should not work hard or that you shouldn't bust your ass or that elite results don't take a ton of effort. We, of course, want to be challenging ourselves. We want to be putting in that work, but we want to ensure we are doing it the correct way, that we are doing it the smart way, and that we're not wasting our precious time and energy. So, when it comes to your actual training, building a foundation with proper form is so 
much more important than lifting heavy weights. Okay. A lot of people get confused around the concept that there is actually a difference when you are training for pure strength versus training for body composition. Okay. There will be overlap between the two, but so often in the gym, we see people who are actually training for weight loss or training for hypertrophy, which is building muscle. And they're training like they're a power lifter. They're not intelligently training and challenging their muscles like they should be based on their goals. They're strictly picking up a weight and seeing how heavy they can go and how many reps they can get with that heavy weight. That is not intentional training. That is ego lifting. And that is a huge waste of time. And not only a waste of time, it's going to take you backwards. So to go into that a little further and explain a little more, if you are someone who is training for pure strength, because that is a goal, there are people out there, power lifters, Olympic lifters, who are training primarily for pure strength. They want to be able to lift the max amount of weight possible because that's what they are competing in or training for. So someone like that is going to have a completely different training style and nutrition plan than someone who is training to put on muscle or someone who is training to lean out or lose weight. So in your workouts, if you are someone who is looking to put on some muscle, you actually want to make things as challenging as you possibly can. You want a ton of stress and mechanical tension on your muscles so that they will adapt because when they adapt, they grow. And the more muscle, the more lean body mass that you have, muscle is a metabolically active tissue. So having more of it means that you will burn more calories. It's not a drastic amount of calories. But again, the more calories we can burn, the more effective our metabolism is functioning, the more we can eat, and the better our training is going to be, and the easier it's going to be for us to lose fat. Now, it is completely possible to get stronger without putting on a lot of muscle or a lot of size. That's the case for a lot of athletes who maybe don't want to get bigger due to the nature of their sport, but they want to get stronger and they want to get more powerful. So if you are training to simply lift something really, really heavy and increase your strength, unlike hypertrophy training, where you'll typically want to actually make that movement and that range of motion as challenging as possible, now, this is going to sound strange, but you're actually going to want to make it the easiest way possible to lift that weight. Now, that's not saying that powerlifting or training for strength is easy. It's absolutely not. But there's big differences in terms of when your goal is to actually move a certain load versus when your goal is to challenge your muscles. Okay. Of course, moving a heavy load is going to challenge your muscles. But if that is your primary goal to basically hit like a one rep max, you're actually going to want to be moving that load through the shortest possible range of motion so that it has to travel the least distance because that's going to require the least effort from your muscles and you're going to be the strongest. You're also going to want help from your surrounding muscle groups, which is pretty much the complete opposite when you're training for body composition. Yes, there's isolation movements. Yes, there's compound movements. Yes, we want to do both of them. But regardless, even if we're looking at something like a bench press, the setup and the movement for a bench press for a power lifter is going to look completely different than the setup and the way that an athlete would move if you are training for body composition. 
not only is that movement going to look different, but the load is going to be different. The rep range is going to be different. The goal of the set, the goal of the exercise, again, it's going to be completely different, different rest times, completely different structure and different nutrition plan in combination with that. Now, I would say for most people, men, women, whatever your goal is, we want to be getting stronger over time. Of course, we want to be lifting heavier over time, but strictly going into the gym to lift the heaviest possible weight is rarely the primary goal when it comes to body composition, despite what you may see some people doing in the gym. So if you are anything less than advanced, so beginner, intermediate, someone who has taken several months off from training, your number one focus is going to be on your form, making sure it is perfect. If you don't know what perfect form looks like, I highly recommend researching it and doing quality research from a quality source, not just YouTube, because honestly, a lot of videos on YouTube are not proper form and or having a certified coach or trainer looking at your movements. And again, I would be careful with that because I have seen trainers in the gym training their clients and their clients are not moving properly for their body. My favorite go-to for form is Ben Pakowski. So if you want someone trusted in the industry, he is top-notch when it comes to training advice and technique for many different goals and body structures, but specifically when you're trying to improve your body composition. His company, I believe, is called Muscle Intelligence. So highly recommend anything that is correlated to him is going to be top-notch. So once you have your form on point with your training for realistically like two years or more. And that two years needs to be consistent, like consistently working out at least three to five times per week with that quality form and ensuring that all of your reps look the same, whether you are fatiguing or not. And of course, you should be fatiguing (laughs) because that means we are putting in that effort. So consistently training with intention, always thinking about what you are doing in the gym, thinking about the muscles you are working. So once you have been consistent with that, once it's basically your default, your, that should be your default. Your, your rock solid form should be automatic for you. Then and only then have you actually earned the right to be able to gradually increase that weight over time. Now, the reason that this is so important is because if you are not doing that exercise properly and you have an imbalance going on, whether it's an imbalance in the sense of something like one side is weaker than the other or a certain muscle is taking over when we're actually trying to target a different muscle or we have something shifting in our hips, in our knees, in our ankles, um, anything like that, if you have not addressed that, and you start loading that weight up, not only are you going to plateau with your strength very, very quickly, you're risking injury and you're going to get very frustrated because you're not going to get the results you want because you aren't optimally challenging your muscles. You're not working through the proper range of motion for your body. You have these imbalances going on. Different muscles are taking over. You're not actually training the muscle that you're trying to, even though you feel like you are. And it's going to cause so many problems for you. And that's when you're going to go like, this isn't for me. I can't do it. I've been like consistent for a year and it's still not working. It's because you're not doing it right. 
my personal opinion is that execution when it comes to exercises is very overlooked. If you can actually dial in your exercise execution, you could realistically probably cut down the gym, the time you spend in the gym by at least half and get double the results. That's a big statement, but I would fully put my faith in that. So another thing I want to touch on is perfect form doesn't mean that when you get tired, your form gets sloppy. I can't stand it on social media when I see, especially if it's a fitness professional. If it's not a fitness professional, I can kind of let it slide. We see those videos of us doing an exercise and in the caption, it goes, excuse the bad form. Like, what? What? I'm sorry, what? Excuse the bad form? Are you kidding me? Why is there bad form? Why is there bad form? There should never be bad form in the gym, especially if you're saying it's bad form because that shows that you know better. That makes you look like the biggest fucking idiot on the planet. So when you are training, unless the set that you are completing changes, as in maybe there's half reps added, maybe it's some type of superset drop set, change in tempo, something along those lines, which most typical sets don't include that, every single rep should look the same. And your form should not change as you fatigue throughout the set. Your your tempo might change. You might slow down a little bit as you fatigue. Things like that, again, are okay. But when it comes to your movement patterns, they need to be rock solid. Okay. For me, when I'm in the gym, when I'm training, my number one focus is still always my form. And honestly, my form is pretty close to perfect for the structure of my body. So one of my goals now, in addition to that, is to now hear me out on this, to lift as heavy as possible for the desired amount of reps that I'm going for while maintaining that quality form. My goal is not to just lift as heavy as possible. And there's nothing wrong with testing your strength, throwing in a couple low rep sets to kind of like see where your strength is at. Totally fine. Fully support that. I do that sometimes. My clients do that sometimes just to kind of see where our strength is. But if you're just going to the gym and you're doing squats, you're like, let's see how heavy I can go. I'm going to load this fucking barbell up and I'm going to go until I literally can't get off the ground. Like that is such stupid training. It really, really is, especially if you are not a power lifter. And again, I cannot express enough how important proper form is. Because if you don't have that proper form and you start loading up the weight, again, the exercise is likely going to become less effective. So for example, let's take a lying hamstring curl. This is when you're laying on your stomach. You have the pad kind of like by your um, by your ankles and you're going to pull that pad up towards your butt, towards your glutes, okay? So lying hamstring curls are typically relatively challenging for people when they're done right. Often I see people loading that machine up, their hips are lifting, their pelvis is lifting, they're doing that little double pump at the top because their movement is not controlled, their eccentric contraction is completely garbage, their, the weight is basically falling. They're getting about maybe, maybe 10% benefit from doing that exercise, okay? Just a couple little tips since we're talking about that exercise. You want to make sure you are stable. Stability is so important across the board. We want to have our body locked down. We want to have our pelvis locked down. We don't want to have that lifting. And we want to be driving our thighs down into the pad 
while we are both pulling up that pad and lowering it, we typically want to be working a full range of motion. So we want to make sure we get a good stretch at the bottom so we can feel our hamstring lengthening. When you are training, again, all we are doing is lengthening and shortening muscles. So we want to fully lengthen that hamstring curl. I mean, that hamstring muscle. If your pelvis is lifting, you're not going to be getting a fully lengthened and shortened hamstring because you're going to be changing the angle at your hips. Again, your hamstring originates at the pelvis. It connects at the knee. So it's so important that we're not changing the angles when we're trying to target that muscle. So again, we don't want to be throwing the weight up at the top. We don't want to be dropping it down without any control. We want to be super stable, super controlled, and super intentional. And no matter what exercise we're talking about or what type of training plan we're talking about, so often when people do start a program, they just want to go hard. They just want to go all in. They just want to get those results. And I totally understand that. But going hard won't do shit for you if you aren't doing things right. And if you don't take the time to learn how to do things right consistently, then you're never going to get the results you want because ultimately you're not putting in the right ingredients. You're going to keep trying the same thing, going hard and doing it wrong. And you're going to never achieve what you're looking for because the truth is it does come down to building that solid foundation. If you're trying to progress with a broken foundation, it's literally like a broken foundation of the house. It's, it's going to crumble. We have to implement tools and strategies effectively and in the right order. So to finish off, I want to give you guys some key take-home pointers to apply in your training. Tip number one, remember and remind yourself that your muscles do not have eyeballs. It sounds really funny. My clients always remember this one because it does sound funny. But And I know, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but the weight that you are lifting, the load of the weight, the actual number on that weight, it doesn't really matter. And it's because your muscles don't know what number is on that dumbbell. Your mind knows, your brain knows, your eyes can see it, but your biceps ultimately don't know if you're curling a 10-pound dumbbell, a 17-pound dumbbell, 25, 45. All they know is how much stress is on them, right? And you really have to think about that because it's so easy to let your ego take over and just up, up, up the weight. And oh my God, I'm curling 30s. This is so awesome. But by curling those 30s, your biceps are hardly doing anything. Other muscles are taking over. You're using momentum. You're swinging the weights around. At that point, you're probably getting more of a core and leg workout from all the jolting and jostling and momentum than you are in your biceps. So again, don't be afraid to lighten your weight. Don't be afraid to slow down the reps. Don't be afraid to be more intentional. If a weight is really easy for you to lift and you're doing it with intentionality and control, up it. Of course, challenge yourself. Bring the weight up. But if a heavier weight is making you sacrifice your form, it's not worth it. You can always drop set. I love drop setting. I do a lot of drop sets in my training. That is one way that I definitely progress my strength is upping my weight for a certain number of reps and then dropping it back down, dropping it down again as I fatigue. That way my form stays on point and I'm continuously challenging my muscles and progressively overloading. Tip number two seems straightforward, but way too often overlooked is focus on the muscles you are working. Stay intentional, stay present. Make sure you learn what exercises are actually using what muscles. You don't have to be like an anatomy freak like me if you don't want to be, but know the basic muscle groups and the basic exercises. Know that a 
Romanian deadlift is primarily working your hamstrings. Know that when you're doing a shoulder press, you you probably shouldn't be feeling that in your in your rhomboids or your lats, right? Know when you're doing a lat pull down, know where your lats are. A lot of the time people are doing a lat pull down and they're almost like um squeezing their shoulder blades together. Your lats are not your rhomboids, right? So we want to learn the basics so that we know what muscles we should be feeling with each exercise. And if you don't know, send me a message on Instagram because I love talking about that kind of stuff. (laughs) And my final tip is contract your muscles hard. You're already in the gym. Get the most out of it. Don't be afraid to level up. Squeeze your muscles. Don't just go through the motions. We want to make every single rep count. From the minute you pick up that weight until the minute you put down that weight, we want to be working. We want to be challenging our muscles, no matter how heavy or how light that weight is. And we want to make every rep look the same. Your fatigue should not dictate how good your form is. Your form should always be good. And don't ever put on Instagram or social media, excuse the bad form. Do not do it. Just do not do it. So that is it. That is all. If you learned anything, just don't put bad form on social media and say that it's bad form. That is all, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value, if this one resonated, go ahead, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nyfina. You can go ahead and tag the new podcast Instagram page as well, beyondthebody.podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.